hopefully you had some some rest. We're able to have a little bit of rest last night. So this morning we're going to start with um, the most ancient of ceremonies and rituals in the Buddhist canon, the cell phone ceremony. Um, so a number of people have turned their phones in, or even even if you don't don't have it with you and you wanted to do it later, then you can still, of course, come up and bow. I want to make sure that you do actually have your your phones off um, before you, you you put them in. Okay, and really check to see like if there's you you already know that there's some uh, uh, emergency pending emergency situation that that is. Um, quite upfront and, and apparent. It's probably not a good idea to, to put your cell phone in. So I want to make sure that you're aware of that. This doesn't include things that you think, like potential <laughs> emergency and disaster, because that's, that, that's always here. Um, and the way that we'll do this is that we will actually ask people to, to come down down these sort of the middle, just in, on, the, on the side of these two middle rows, and then go on the outside to come. And we'll just start, um, actually probably best if we start back there, in the back. Yeah, we can start with the people in the back. And I'll sound the bell, and as you come up, there's a a basket here, and you just put it in the basket, and and bow or acknowledge, you don't don't have to, but we'll give you just a moment right now to say goodbye to Siri. You You will see them later. Okay, it's just a temporary break. It's not you, it's them. Okay, so we'll do that. Okay. Okay. So we can start with just folks in the in the very the very back, the back seats and the back rows there. And just make your way right down these two centers here and um, put it in the box and then go around the outside.
the algorithm gods have no idea what to do with you at this point. So thank you for that. Do you feel free yet? We're free. So I'll just say a couple of words about mindfulness, and then we'll practice together. And just to do another sound check, how is it? Can you hear me? Okay. So this word mindfulness, we hear everywhere now, on our stevia packets, everywhere, magazines, good to be mindful, right? But what does that mean? And in a lot of ways, we're here reclaiming that term. The word mindfulness is a translation of the Pali word sati. And you'll be hearing instructions from us progressively every morning, coming from a very famous sutta, teaching of the Buddha, called the Sati Patana Sutta. And Sati, mindfulness, Patana means foundation, or establishment, or home ground. So we'll be talking today about the first foundation of mindfulness. These foundations, or home grounds, they're just areas in life where we can place our attention. So mindfulness is this soft, awake presence that we bring deliberately to all areas of our life. Seeing, hearing, sensing, feeling in the body, the thinking mind, any emotions or moods. These are all objects of our mindfulness. And you'll hear us say these words. We're talking about objects of mindfulness or anchors or, again, like your home ground. So we'll be choosing a particular anchor to bring your deliberate, kind, curious attention to. And over the course of the days, we're training. We're training in a very gentle, kind way to keep bringing our attention again and again back to the object of our mindfulness. And you'll notice as we continue practicing, your mind will wander. And we keep coming back again and again to your anchor or your object. And over time, your mind will come back easier. It's like any other kind of training. The mind can learn to stay with a curious interest, with an easy presence to be in the body, to know that you're sitting, to know that you're hearing. And this particular training has a kind of magic quality to it. It's alchemy. 
Because mindfulness, she brings along all these other friends. So there's a story I want to tell you as a kind of metaphor for mindfulness. Many of you might be familiar with the history of the gray wolf in Yellowstone National Park. So throughout the 20th century, the gray wolf didn't have a very good reputation in this park. There's a lot of hunters, um, killed off the population. And so as the gray wolf disappeared in the national park, all the other parts of the ecosystem came out of balance. So the elk population then grew. They started over overgrazing. So the new willow shoots and the new aspen shoots were all grazed by the elk. So the beaver then didn't have the materials to build their dams. The beaver population went down. With the beavers, all kinds of other, the wetlands and the rivers became unhealthy. The birds, the waterfowl, the grasses and the meadows, all of these species became out of balance. And the park over time, became quite barren, overrun by rodents. And through a lot of tireless work, activists and folks in the conservation movement, they all worked in the, around the 1990s to bring the gray wolf population back, to reintroduce the wolves back into the national park. And over the course of a decade, you can imagine what happened. Then as they reintroduced this predator back, elk population came back into balance. New plants started to grow. The beavers came back. Birds and the meadow grasses and the waterfowl. Everybody came back. And of course, there's lots of, lots of variables here, right, with pollutants and toxins in the environment and all kinds of work. But what they found with this keystone species of the gray wolf was that they brought back all of the other balance. So this particular ecosystem became healthy again, relatively healthy. And mindfulness is just like that keystone species. That our hearts and minds through the influence of the world, and we can see these influences of greed and hatred and delusion. They impact our ecosystems inside. right? And you might be sitting here with a heart that feels kind of barren. Does it feel a little overrun sometimes? We're so overstimulated and we're holding so much in these times. There's so much that feels out of balance, inside and outside. And what we're doing here, we're reintroducing this mindfulness. Such a gentle, patient way, but with a lot of trust, knowing that when mindfulness comes, when we're present and aware in the moment, we have access to wisdom. That wisdom that is very practical that just knows what to do in any given moment. We have more access to our innate kindness, our care for each other, for the world. Energy comes, 
faith comes, joy can come. Mindfulness is always taught with all of these other friends, these lists that we'll talk about, all these beautiful qualities of heart and mind. But we don't have to work so hard because it's like a chariot that pulls, or like mindfulness is like the horse that pulls the chariot of all these other qualities along behind it. So it's really this very simple choosing an object and patiently, kindly, when the wind wanders, knowing we can just come right back to the object. That's it. Sometimes we can be surprised by the simplicity of this, and we will over-effort. We will try hard. But again and again, we'll keep inviting you to relax, Relaxing is also a big, important piece of this. And to trust that it's such a simple, patient, coming back again and again, and then all of the rest will follow. Everything can unfold from this very simple training. And so over the course of this week, we'll be talking about different objects of your mindfulness. We'll add in heart states and mind states and thoughts even. But today and tomorrow in the beginning, we want to really keep it very simple. So the first foundation the Buddha offered was the body. And often we can think about mindfulness as bodyfulness today. Can you be fully in the body? Sometimes for some of us, the body is a hard place to be. And so we'll offer two other anchors. And in this sit, you can kind of play, see how it is with any of the three And then choose one. So you can choose to be in the body. The second anchor I'll offer is sound. Simply hearing sound. And you can do it as you listen to the sound of my voice. Or there's a hum, maybe the sound of the heater. Maybe sounds in your body. And sounds in the room. So this can be a very good anchor. It sounds, invites a very open and receptive quality of presence. So second anchor is sound. And the third anchor is the breath. The breath is sort of the iconic anchor. Some of you might be very familiar with anchoring to the breath. And this one is very simple. You're just feeling the rise and fall of the breath throughout the whole body. Or you can choose a particular place in the body, the abdomen or the chest or the nose. And you're following the rise and fall, the inhale and the exhale. But in choosing this object, you want to choose one that feels relatively neutral to you. (laughs) 
So some of us might have asthma or other issues around breathing. And if, if that's so, it's wiser to choose the body or the sounds as an anchor because we want the anchor to be somewhat settling, neutral, calming, and feel safe. And as we pay attention to this anchor, all kinds of things can open. We notice impermanence. We can learn about reality in a different way through this very simple practice. So shall we do some practice? A lot of you are already practicing. But I'll invite you to find a posture that feels settled, that feels supported. We'll talk more about posture later today. But for now, just to make sure that you feel like you're grounded, you have a really good support in your body. You're sitting on a chair, making sure your feet are grounded on the floor. If you're sitting on the floor, it's nice to have feel your sit bones settling into the earth. Nice foundation. And then you're welcome to close your eyes or keep, to, keep a soft downward gaze. Eyes open or closed, either is fine. And as we begin, it's nice to touch into your intention. This sense of goodness in you and around you. And trusting your heart. And then from this very grounded place, feeling the stillness, the steadiness of the earth. And then an awake, an uprightness, feeling your body rising. The uprightness of the posture is supported by a relax and ease. We're taking a meditation shape that reminds us of our dignity, our innate wakefulness. And then take a moment to fill your form with your awareness. So sitting and knowing that you're sitting. You might feel the sensations of your body touching the cushion or the chair. Feeling the sensations in your feet, a warmth or coolness. Maybe feeling your hands.
Maybe there's a temperature in the hands. Or a kind of tingling vibration. Noticing sensations in the hands. And as we start to come home to our bodies, you might notice all kinds of things happening inside. Maybe pressure. Maybe the coolness of the air on your skin. Maybe an openness in your chest. Or tension in the jaw. And we're not trying to fix or change this body in any way. So can we befriend our body, our embodied experience, without judgment, without any kind of fixing mind? It's just like this right now in the body. If it's helpful to keep your attention in the body, you can use soft mental notes to name your sensations. And these should be very quiet. So most of your attention is simply in the sensations in the body. And then maybe 5% of the mind is naming, oh, pressure, or tingling, warmth, coolness, stillness, settling. And this soft mental noting can help us, help remind us to stay right here. 
And of course the mind will wander and it will have all kinds of stories and thoughts about this. And when we notice we've wandered from the body without a lot of disappointment or frustration or judgment, we simply come right back. Oh, pressure. Feeling warmth in the body. Aching. Stillness. So the mental noting can help bring you back. And then we just continue on, knowing this is mindfulness, remembering and coming back again and again. And so if you're interested in staying in the body, you're welcome to choose that as your anchor. And if you're curious about using sound, just opening now to the field of sound. And letting your attention rest on the rising and falling of sounds. You don't have to go out looking for sounds. Let them come to you. And simply knowing that you're hearing sounds. And just like with the body, the mind will have all kind of commentary about what the sounds are and how we're hearing. It'll pull us away into stories. 
This is the nature of the mind. It wanders, no problem. But when we notice that we're lost, we simply come back to hearing. And again, you can use a soft mental note if it's helpful. Just hearing, hearing. And resting in the field of sound. And so again, staying with sound, if this feels like a grounding and safe anchor, anchoring to hearing. And then third anchor I'll offer is to bring your attention to the breath. And just for a few rounds of breath, perhaps feeling it throughout your body. See if you can feel the whole body breathing. And then if you're interested in choosing a particular part of the body where you feel the breath most predominantly, perhaps in that rise and fall of the abdomen, or the movement of the chest, or the soft brush of air in your nose, your upper lip, feeling the movement of breath in one of these places in your body. And simply following this movement, we're not controlling the breath. We're letting it be natural. And staying very curious about this breathing that's happening all the time. We're not making it happen, and yet inhaling and exhaling all the time. And so noticing if the breath feels short or long, 
Maybe it feels a little rough or smooth. And again, these mental notes can be very helpful for bringing the mindfulness directly to the inhaling and exhaling. So if you're at the abdomen, you might note rising and falling with the inhale and exhale. Or at the nose, you can note in on the inhale and out on the exhale. Just very softly placing your attention on this rhythm. And so whatever anchor you choose, body, breath, or sound, we choose this anchor and we stay with it throughout the schedule, throughout the day. Just coming back again and again to this anchor for our mindfulness. And through the power of this very simple, careful, and deliberate practice, we can trust that these qualities of care and clarity, kindness and wisdom are growing in us, moment by moment by moment. 